Hey guys, I don't know if you're like me, but I love Count the Dings and everything it has to offer. I just can't find everything I need. You know, I know about Cinephobe and I know about the mailbag and I know about Bomb, but that's all we do, right, I mean? No, we do so much more. What? Yeah, absolutely. If you sign up, patreon.com slash count the dings, you'll find a plethora of other content, fresh content, extended content, the OG pod overflow, the Cinephobe cold opens that we've taken and made their own thing to live only there. The Rewatchingtons, bomb in its full Ooh. and unadulterated cut, early drops of Cinephobe episodes, and so much more. You said the OG pod. Now, is it new or is it old? Mace, I'm glad you asked that. It is a new incarnation mm-hmm. of the old OG pod. Oh. So it's me, Zach, Trey, Waz, Tom. I love those guys. Just like we always were. Going back to the True Hoop days, mm-hmm. we're recreating that magic, recapturing it, and putting it back out. We're talking hoops. We're talking pop culture. And most importantly, we're talking for 40 minutes for free. Mm-hmm. But then another specific Patreon exclusive segment for every one of those episodes. Funny enough about that OG pod, you're getting Tom and Trey on Mondays. You're getting me and Waz, aka Zosny, on Wednesdays. Amin's floating in between. I'm a floater. You never know when you're going to get Amin in those, so you got to listen to them all. And what if I'm not sure what Maze looks like? Because I've always thought he's a fat man with a fedora. He's got a weird voice. How can I see for myself what this Maze character actually looks like? It's crazy you don't know the answer to this. Hmm. because it's the Cinephobe Pod YouTube page. What? The CT5s on the Cinephobe Pod YouTube page. You can look at all of us. You can get all the OG pods on YouTube too at CountTheDings1 on YouTube, at Cinephobe Pod on YouTube, patreon.com slash CountTheDings gets you everything all in one feed. You can link it to your Spotify. And now enjoy the show. Hey, listener, Zach Harper here, Underdog Fantasy the easiest place to play fantasy sports. Also, fastest growing fantasy app in the industry. Here's how it works. The Pick'em Game. Pick whether your favorite players will have a higher or lower stat total in this week's game for a chance to win big. How big, you ask? I'm so glad you asked that question, listener. You can win up to 100 times your money in a single night. Pick between two and five players. Build a pick'em entry. You can also do rivals picks. You can put like Tyrese Halliburton and Jalen Brunson against each other, and whoever has more points points, more assists, more rebounds, whatever you want to do. That is your rival's pick. I would maybe go with Jalen Brunson in these playoffs. By the way, in the regular season, Jalen Brunson scoring tear going higher on his point totals all the time. Joel Embiid, whenever he did actually play higher on his scoring totals all the time. Victor Wembanyama for the next 15, 20 years. Here's a pro tip for you. Take higher on the blocks. That's right. So you're probably wondering, how do you sign up? Oh my God, listener, you are full of good questions today. Sign up with the promo code DING, that's D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick first-time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. $250, man, that's a lot. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the App Store. And don't forget to register with our code DING, D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick and first-time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. Must be 18 or older, 21 or older in Massachusetts, Arizona, 19 or older in Alabama and Nebraska, and present in a state where Underdog Fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org, Arizona 1-800-NEXT-STEP, that's 1-800-639-8783, or text Next Step to 53342. New York, call the 24-7 Hope Line at 1-877-8-HOPE-NY, or text HOPE-NY 467-369.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. How often do you use excuses like, I had a long day at work, or I'm just not feeling it? It isn't easy to talk about erectile dysfunction, but Roman makes it easy to discuss and treat ED. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship you real medication with free two-day shipping. Free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash B-O-M. That's GetRoman.com slash BOM and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to talk about, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with a doctor and take care of it. Just go to GetRoman.com slash BOM to get $15 off your first order of ED treatment, a free online visit, and free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman.com slash BOM for $15 off your first order of ED treatment. GetRoman.com slash BOM, B-O-M. Get 15 bucks off. Welcome back to another episode of Growing Up the Same. I'm your host, Kevon Edwards, and I'm joined always by my co-host, Jason Madison. What's going on, Jason? What up, bro? And today we have a special guest. We have Epe Udo. What's going on, brother? Hey, man, not much, man. Appreciate y'all having me. Man, thanks for being on, brother. Uh, Epe Udo is a Nigerian-American professional basketball player who last played for the Beijing Ducks of the Chinese Basketball Association. He played college basketball for the Michigan Wolverines and the Baylor Bears. In the 2010 NBA draft, he was selected by the Golden State Warriors with the sixth overall pick. During his NBA tenure, he started a book club called Epe's Book Club, which you can find on Twitter. Epe, this is the one of the two. You ready? Yes, sir. The 90s or the 2000s? 90s. The Big 12 or the Big 10? Big 12. EuroLeague or the CBA? EuroLeague. Elijah Wan or Ewing? Elijah Wan. Stop playing. Shaq or Wilt? Shaq. Jordan or Kobe? Jordan. Step Brothers or Anchor Man? Anchor Man. Charlie Brown's Christmas or Home Alone? Home Alone. Thanksgiving or Christmas? Neither. Batman or Spider Man? Uh, Batman, but you got to be Christian Bale. A home cooked meal? or a nice meal out on the town? Home-cooked meal. Digital or film? Uh, film. Yams or greens? Yams. Pie or cake? Uh, cake. Money 
or power? Power. Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat? Ooh, Street Fighter. Nintendo or Sega? Sega. PlayStation or Xbox? Ooh, we. Uh, uh, Xbox. GoldenEye or Mario Kart 64? GoldenEye. Instagram ads or TV commercials? <laughs> TV commercials. Text or call? Uh, it's call. An 850 credit score or $6 million? Uh, Six million. Would you rather read minds or see the future? Uh, read minds. Would you rather go to college or learn off YouTube? YouTube. Layers or winter coat? Ooh, layers of winter coat. Uh, great phone service everywhere or great food everywhere? Great food everywhere. Big family or small family? Big family. TV or movies? TV. Art or music? Music. Europe or Asia? Europe. Professional success or personal happiness? Mm. Uh, success. And last one, hardcover or paperback? Hardcover, last long. Cool. That's the one of the two. Yes, sir. Man, that was that was a hard one, man. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie to you. He asked some he asked some tough ones on that one. Um, so you gave us your three hobbies, and like most 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 of our guests, thank God it wasn't trading cards. Because <laughs> I mean, we've had enough trading cards, man. And I, I mean, I, I love trading cards, but we get it at this point. I mean, me and me, me and Jason joke around about you know growing up trading cards. Maybe that would be our spinoff for this pod, potentially. Yep. But uh, you grew up dancing. Tell us about that. So you know, I, I wouldn't call myself like a professional dancer, but it was just something we did. You know, the dance battles. Um, going to the club, man, and that's when people was dancing before, you know, whatever would happen afterwards. But that's what we did. And, and you know, they had dance battles where you would go watch, uh, and that was cool. So when you say dance battles, are you talking about, like, crumping? Are you talking nah, about, like, nah, like, like, <laughs> like, like tell, explain <laughs> to the different dance battles, what type of dances was you doing? It was more so along the lines of like when Genuine was out and the way he was grooving and, and, and things of that nature. Michael Jackson, Usher, uh, Chris Brown now. So it, it was more along the lines of that. Okay. So uh, so you had, so pretty much, could you do these? Would you come to the, would you go to the club and battle in like dress shoes? Hell no. Come on, Jerry. Hey, you said like genuine, so uh, that was a good time. I wouldn't, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't partake in the battle. I would do it off to the side, just when you have okay. to cook or whatever. But no, nah, I wasn't out here trying to battle folks. Okay, I was, I was too big for all that. Would your, would your friends know that you were a good dancer? One hundred percent. Okay, 
All right. I, mm-hmm. I can I can see that. So do we see a future in you being on Dancing in the, Dancing with the Stars? No, nah, nah, I, I, I'd never do that, man. But, you know, you, you search my name, you might see me dancing a little bit. Okay. Hey, ain't nothing wrong with it, man. I right, listen before, before, if I ever get famous, before they try to be rab me or, uh, what's his name off, uh, eight mile. I can't think of his name right now, but before they even try to get me, yes, I used to clown dance. Yeah. I used to crump yeah. <laughs> about 2000, 2001 battle zone. I don't think I ever face painted, but I definitely was in the streets doing the crumping, <laughs> doing the heel toe. So, Jason, man. No, I wasn't doing none of that, man. (laughs) No, I was the DJ. But I was saying, like, it was always interesting and funny to see, like, when the big dudes would be trying to dance, man. Y'all always look, like, low-key kind of crazy. (laughs) (laughs) No, I have moves, man. I still got some moves to this day, but I I don't unleash them as much. Listen, I appreciate Anybody that likes to dance that's full of life, you know, we got too much of our cool hat on. And that started since we was young. You know, the things that we call corny is some of the stuff that we love the most. And that, you know, your true fans, your true friends and family know about you. You know, I wish that the public eye could see that a little bit more um, when it comes to the things that we love the most, you know, that instead of us shying away from it. Is it more of a, are you more of a pop locker? What's what's your go-to? Like when the wedding wedding reception, you know, everybody gets on the floor. What's, what's your go-to move? I see him doing a Marion for sure. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my go-to, I ain't the pop like whatever hot dances out. I, I try to keep up with that. And yeah. you know, you know, I hit the Dougie something crazy. Get okay. the shoulders going, something crazy. Yeah. I, I listen, I know you got a crazy Dougie for going to Baylor for sure. <laughs> Had to. Like, yeah, yeah. That's a man, though. For sure, man. Um, You grew up playing video games. What system did you start on? I started, I want to say I started on uh, Game Boy. And then we moved up to Sega. Then, you know, I think we had PlayStation, Dreamcast, and then all the other PlayStations. And I probably stopped playing video games like five years ago. Oh man, so you done done? Oh yeah, I'm done done. I just I just watch. I don't even partake. Okay, I I mean it gets it gets too competitive sometimes, especially if you're a competitive person and you know that like the game has passed you on. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's just like that's how I was with uh, Halo, Call of Duty. I'm just some trash. I don't even. I buy it every year, but like you know, once that once once I got online and guys were just so like really kicking my butt, I I, I was off it. I'm the, dude, I'm the dude in the background talking noise to you. Like when I'm over at, at the homie crib and he he playing and he died real quick. I'm the guy in the background talking. <laughs> so you 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 that you that you you that dude. All right. So, so what made you start? You, but what made you stop playing? Man, I started reading heavy, and that's what you know really takes a lot of my time. If it ain't basketball or family related. I, I'm, I'm reading, learning something. Do you still have a system? No, I'm gonna get one just because the homies want to play. So when they pull up, you know, they have something to do. Right. Yeah, man, that hosting personality. I, I mean, that's kind of how I feel. 
I just got the PS5, dude. I probably turned it on like three times. Yeah. I mean, you know, you just, being an adult in general, though, you just don't really have that time, that, that leisure time to just kind of stop and just play video games all day, unless you're getting paid for it. Shout out to them gamers. Um, what was your favorite game? My favorite game? Uh, probably Mario, Super Mario. As a younger, then it became live until 2K took over. And they haven't looked back. 2006, man. Ooh. 2006. It never, it never, it, it was never the same. Ooh, it's, it's so crazy to me how, how it switched up and they was never able to really compete. So what happened? Because I don't really know. Like, I played video games, but I was kind of in and out at that time. And I remember, like, live was the shit. And then all of a sudden, it was just whack. And, like, people wasn't with it no more. Like, what? I don't know what... Was it the graphics? What what was it that? I think it was a combination of the of the graphics and the the gameplay. Yeah, um, that two K did a better job at. And then it's like live just gave up and just stuck with what they was doing. And yeah. So two K six had Shaq in the front, and Live O six had D Wade on the front. And the thing was, two K got all of Live's. Uh, consumers to switch over. They released the game for 20 bucks, $19.99. And it's like, okay, I'm going to buy live because it's the number one selling franchise, but might as well get 2K because it's $20. So NFL 2K and NBA 2K were both $20. But the graphics, the gameplay, and you had some live loyalists that would go and play both. And whenever people would come over, you had that option. Are you a live person or are you a 2K person? The next year, they just got better and better and added more animation and the zoom in, the detail to sneakers, the detail to players' faces. Um, your first time seeing yourself on a video game. How did you feel about that? No, I, try, I try never to play with myself. But the first time seeing, that was like, dang, here I am. I think it was at Michigan. I don't know what the college game was back then. But when I seen it, I was like, dang, it's like a dream come true, even though I'm just in college. So that was dope. Yeah, I used to play the uh, the college game when I was in college. Um, but they didn't have the real names of the players right. on the game. It was just like the people, like everybody looked like who they were in real life, but they didn't have the actual names on there. That was actually like one of my favorite games to play. Like I remember like 2008, my senior year of college, 2009, like, I was on that heavy. Yeah, if you could hit random and on a college game and, and beat people, you, you was for real. Yeah, I mostly played with, like, Georgetown. They had shooters. I played – I think I played with, like, a lot of Big East teams, honestly, because I played with Xavier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot I ain't going to lie to you, dog. I was running with uh, Duke, North Carolina. <laughs> um, yeah, I played Marquette. I had, some, I had some squads, man. Those March Madness games, dude, them was – yeah, was, Mark the ones. Like in the in the late two thousands, I think a lot of those Big East teams had like the similar makeup where they had like you know their wings were good shooters, and then they always would have a big. So that was like really you know what I'm saying important in those games. Like you need somebody to rebound. Um, but yeah, I'm man, I miss playing those college basketball games. Do they still come out? No, um, but they just passed a rule where players have to be compensated. 
Oh, for the video games? Yeah, they have to be. Well, not for the video games, but they just have to compensate them in general just for using the oh, likeness. Right. And if you're that top-tier player, you I think you can make up to like 15 grand. Yeah. Um, but, what well, I don't know. Epe, did you ever get a check from NCAA? I got. I think I got one for like eight hundred. I got. I got one for like two hundred dollars for uh being on Texas Southern uh March Madness two thousand five. Okay. Yeah. So it was just like, all right, I'll take that little change. You know what I'm saying? Two hundred. I'll take it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So um, hopefully in the future we'll we'll get more collegiate games. Um, since we're on a uh, topic of basketball, tell us about uh basketball growing up. So I pretty much started around five uh, in the neighborhood, Meadow Lakes, uh, and, you know, concrete court, uh, the steel rims, chain, the, the chain nets, and we just go at it. And it was me and another one of my, two of my partners, but we would always play up because of the older guys in the neighborhood. So that's how we were able to improve our game. And we just, and from there, we just took it to every level. Um, and now, you know, I'm 10 years in, been blessed, grateful for the career. So if it wasn't for that, I don't think I'd be here now. Who got you started in playing basketball? I like, I, it's just neighborhood sport. That, that was really what it was. What it was. Uh, it was a playground, seen a court, and got a ball. We just started playing. And then started watching games, uh, NBC games. And then growing up, I, I, I used to watch a lot of Elijah on. Uh, you know, I was taller than everybody uh, growing up as well. So, you know, just see how he moved. And he was Nigerian, so it was an inspiration as well. Uh, and that's how we that's how we rocked out. And then I was able to play, get on some, uh, what's that, summer, summer, summer league teams. And then, then it turned into AAU. Then, you know, when, once you turn into AAU, it's a different monster. But I was able to, to navigate that space and uh, get that scholarship to the University of Michigan. So when you um, were playing, especially early, when did you know, like, I can do this, like, I can do this for real, for, like, long term? Ooh, uh, man, I, I didn't feel that until probably 10th grade in high school that I could, like, damn, I could, I could make a living doing this. Uh, about then and then another time when I – my freshman year at Michigan is when I was like, yeah, I can, I can take it to that level. I can get to that level for sure. When you were uh, at Michigan, um, what what happened or more so what made you transfer? Um, so after my rookie, after my freshman year, Coach Amaker got fired. He got fired. He went to Harvard and then brought in John Beeline. And we really didn't, we didn't, we didn't mix well. Um, you know, he's a great coach. You know, give him his props. Uh, at the same time, we just didn't mix well. And we, and we had a bad season, probably won nine games that year. Uh, then I just decided to transfer and go closer to home. Yeah, it normally works out that way. I mean, most, most people don't understand because they're just like, okay, well, you was at this school or this and that. And it's like sometimes a fit. You know what I mean? The, the, the coach that recruited you either got fired or – Sometimes, sometimes coaches are dishonest and they go in a different route. You know, that's a big conversation. Like, uh, should players, you know, transfer or whatever? Um, especially after, like you said, that their coach may gotten fired and taken another job, and, and that fit is important. And if you can go somewhere else and, and flourish, so be it. You know, and one thing for me it was like I didn't want to go 
to like a mid-major or anything like that. And I was going to stay high level D1 because it wasn't like I couldn't play on the level. It's just like I just didn't fit with what he was trying to do. Yeah. And that's fine. Yeah, I mean, hey, that's that's valid advice too in that situation. You know, you you map out whether you want to stick through it or, you know, you find a better situation because it's not the end of the world. You're not also a bad guy when you choose to decide your future. Right. Because, I, I mean, you know, you know, the fans get really passionate, man, and they'll, they'll say some nasty stuff about you. If, if you ain't, you know, why did you leave and da da da, da or you, you know, and it, it is what it is, man. You're making the best decision. It's the same for the, these guys in the league now that are, you know, in free agency. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, you got drafted in the NBA. Yes, sir. What was that like? That was a, a, a dream come true. Uh, family, had a few close family and friends, all in New York, you know, to go through that experience. And, that, you know, that was great. Yeah. Did you have any uh, special city that you liked uh, playing in or, you know, a specific team that was one of your favorite teams? Listen, anytime you get to go to Toronto in the spring, that's a great time. You know, playing L.A., Staples Center, Madison Square Garden, uh, coming back to Oklahoma City as well. Uh, that, That was always that was always great. Yeah. So you mentioned now during your spare time, since you retired from playing video games, you read books. Oh, yes. What book did you fall in love with? Uh, what book really changed it for me? My, one of my favorite books is The Alchemist. But after reading like uh, autobiography of Malcolm X, my whole, my whole perspective changed on life. And during that time, I was in Istanbul. Um, so everything for me changed. Pretty much a turning point in my life. You mentioned uh, that you have a book club and with the book club, what what made you want to start a book club? I mean, it's one thing to like. Add to your collection yourself and and read and collect and and constantly learn. But what made you want to have a book club and and, and really lock in with it? Because, you know, for for my listeners, um, this book club is is. You know, you have the recommendations and really, really good books, you know, and, and people are active all the time in it. What what made you want to start this? Hey, you know, it was different. It was very different. I wasn't really big on reading as a kid growing up. And then this was another way, you know, with the platform that we have, kids can see it and be like, oh, well, man, he's reading. I, I should be reading, too. Uh, so I used that. And then it was just a unique way to, to interact with fans. And then it turned into something that, you know, some a monster really for me because it's become a little community everywhere I played. Um, even when I've been overseas, I was able to do it uh, like in Istanbul. I, you know, I was going to do it in China, but uh, Corona happened. Um, so that's what it's, it's been huge, man. This has been huge. Yeah, the, the two books that you mentioned are actually my two favorite books as well. Um, I read them both when I was a kid. Having reread the autobiography, autobiography of Malcolm X, yeah, as an adult, I need to. But I just recently reread The Alchemist, and it um, it had the same feeling, you know, of just like that overwhelming, like, oh wow, like I connect with this story. Kind of gives me a sense of purpose. Mm-hmm. Uh, what What about those books? Do you think that you personally connected with? 
like the stories in those books that that kind of spoke to you? I think for uh, my, the autobiography of Malcolm X, uh, just the evolution of uh, Malcolm X, um, starting from where he was to becoming uh, such a such a an enormous figure in history uh, and living his truth and also finding the truth. Um, so that that was big for me because during that time, I was just going off of what we learned in in uh, public education in that history. And that, and you know, that's trash. So I, that was my biggest takeaway from uh, Malcolm X, um, and then from the Alchemist, man. Just keep going, keep keep going, keep grinding. Um, favorite part was probably when he left. He left that young woman, you know, to go get that treasure. She said, "I'll be here." You know what I mean? Let's go handle your business. I'll be here. My man did that, handled his business. He ain't think she was, she was right there. Yeah, no, nah, he had to have tremendous faith. Yeah. <laughs> and, that, and I think, yeah, that, that that part is really special. I mean, obviously, um, Jay Electronica mentions in, in his song about him transforming into the wind, mm-hmm. and that part really stuck out with me as well. Um, there's a lot of moments in that book uh, that are great, like metaphors and kind of parables for life. Um but yeah, I think the Malcolm X thing is really interesting, man, because I've seen a couple of discussions recently online about people saying that, you know, why is Martin Luther King taught over Malcolm X or we don't really get the, the, the accurate teaching of who Malcolm X was in most public schools. It's an interesting, um, it's an interesting discussion, man, because I think he's just as important, if not more important to a certain extent about you know, just the, the variety of thought in, in Black culture and, um, you know, like you said, seeking truth and his constant evolution through his life, uh, I think would be a great thing for more people to kind of understand and like latch on to. So it's interesting that they don't teach that. They were both two special individuals. And, you know, I hate when they, I hate when people pit them against each other. Um, you know, like you saw that with, um, when Bill Clinton was doing, he had that speech at, um, what was it, Mr. John Lewis? At his mm-hmm. funeral? Yeah. He, he made that comment um, regarding John Lewis getting the chair of the of SNCC over Kwame Tour. And, you know, people people didn't really go for that. So, I mean, I, I just think it's time to stop, to stop pit, pitting our, our icons against each other and just learning you know, from, from all angles and perspectives. For sure. Yeah, that's a bar. Um, what are your top five books of all time? So, Autobiography of Malcolm X, we got The Alchemist, for sure. Um, Power of Moments, Chip Heath. Um, dang, what's some, what's some other good ones? I like... Historical, I'm more historical, so I'll go like White Rage, um, and then you can always go in Powernomics by uh, Dr. Claude or anything by uh, Dr. Amos Wilson. And yeah, those are my top five, but I mean, I'm all over the place when it comes to reading, you know, I like, you know, so. 
we can go all day. We want to talk books. Yeah, no, I, I already, I already know that's that's something that you're really passionate about. You know, um, what book uh, are you guys currently reading in the book club? I know, I do. We are reading. Let's just say the Office of uh, Historical Corrections by Danielle Evans. Uh, she got like just a bunch of short stories in here. Um, we had actually got a discussion tonight, so I got to finish the section that we read. Nice. Yeah, man, I might have to. Well, I, I know when I get some time, I'm definitely going to have to join the book club, man. Yeah, pull up, man. Pull up one time, man. See, see if you like it or not, man. Yeah, no, I definitely, I definitely would like it because I feel like I can read, I can complete a book with people. It's just like working out. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you'd be like, oh, I got this book because I have books that I have not finished. Like, you know, a, I forgot the quote, but about a bookshelf, man, like, like you can't. Like, if those books ain't finished, man, like, you know, it, it's, it's just a weird flex sometimes just to have books, just to have them. You know what I mean? Like, and I've probably got like 200 pages in on a book or 100 pages into a book. And I'm like, damn, I'm going to get back to finishing that because another book has caught my eye or I bought it because somebody's releasing it. And it just pulls me left and right. So, um, you know, I, I think I think that's a good strategy. I did a book club um, with uh, Andre Iguodala's book. Okay. Yeah. So at that time, you know, a bunch of people got involved. We ended up doing it over Slack and just like, you know, it wasn't even like Zoom yet. I didn't even know about Zoom or doing it that way or anything. So it was, it was really easier to finish that way with people that motivated me. Like, okay, this is responsibility. People are counting on me to finish this chapter and for the discussion, because you can know if you didn't read it or not. So um, it's, it's more easier to do it that way, chapter or section by, by section versus mm-hmm. leaving it and saying, all right, I'm going to read this book in a week and I don't even like right. open it up, man. You know, so I got a question for both of you guys. Do you listen to audiobooks? I, I, I can get into it. It just, it just depends on the, uh, the narrator. You know, you got some with the, with the dry voice and it's over with. I'm, I'm asleep by then. Yeah. Uh, you know, but I like I need the hard copy for my library. Right. Um, I just the last audio book I listened to, it was about like deep meditation. So, um, I don't I wouldn't say I just collect them like that because I do like a you know a a hard a hardback and then the audio books sometimes they're they're cool like you said it depends like if it's the actual person who wrote the book or something. And I'm trying to get like, I think I had Jay Prince's audio book mm-hmm. and his storytelling sometimes like helped. Cause it was like trying to, you know, like the good thing about reading books is the imagination part. You know what I mean? Yeah. The book I really fell in love. Like I never read books ever. And I had to repeat this one class and it was, um, it was queen of the damned. I had to read and I was reading with a bunch of ninth graders, but like, I've created all these characters in my head. And then I found out they got a movie coming out. This is like oh, this is back yeah. in like, but they did the movie with Aaliyah and they didn't get the chance to finish her shots and stuff like that. But before that, I had no idea about Lestat and all these other people, these yeah, characters like, that they created. And I'm yeah, just like. My aunt was really into those books. And like, Rice. Shout out to Anne Rice. Yeah. I mean, my aunt would be reading like, she's a, um, 
she's a lawyer and she's she used to uh, work for the DA's office. Um, and she used to read literally like seven books at a time. Like I would come to her house and she would have all of these books, like half, of, you know what I'm saying, half read and she'd be just switching in between. I'd be like, just mesmerized. Like, wow, how are you able to, sure. you know? And she was really into the Anne Rice novels um, at that time, which was all about vampires and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, but I was just thinking, um, Obama's book just came out and that would be a great book, um, Trey, for you or even you, Epe, to um, have a book club for um, if, you, if either of you guys were interested in. Yeah, I, I mean, I feel like it's gonna happen because we read Michelle Obama's book, Becoming. Um, she, she, she tweeted us, so that was dope. So I definitely think we'll read uh, Barack's uh, book. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll get around to it. Um, my main thing is I'm kind of scared to read it. <laughs> That's my thing. Why? Because it might change. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, it, you, it's always mixed. It's always mixed reviews. And obviously you want to see the good. You know what I mean? Like I, I romanticize this one person I put in my head. You know what I mean? Like he can't do any wrong. He's human. He's human. But when you get to that part of like that that vulnerability, that opening, the behind the scenes, when somebody pulls the curtain back, right. do you really want to be exposed to that? And I'm like kind of tipping my big toe into the water. Like, I don't know, because I know that most presidents have to be war criminals sometimes, or they have to do the things that general public don't really keep an eye on. You know what I mean? Like he, he got me as just shooting a jumper, like, Oh, he's the cool president. You know? And before that it was Bill Clinton. Cause it's like, Oh, he's playing the sax. And it's like, and then you get into the like nitty gritty of the politics or the backstory of why he did something or how he felt. I just don't know if I really want to ruin that person for me. So yeah, I, I, I'm open to it. I think, I think historically, it's good to know now setting you up going into the future. You know what I'm okay. saying? Like know what he did. So we know going forward, like all the stuff that we're about to get engaged in, because I don't think there's a president that will be ever as interested in. So, you know what I'm saying? When the stuff happens now in the next four years and the four years after that, it's like, we'll learn about it and we'll, and we'll judge it. But it's like, I want to be able to have kind of proper context and it's easier for me to like understand through the lens of somebody that I care about to know, you know what I'm saying? To know history. Cause it's like, I wouldn't, I remember basically my, um, my grandmother bought me Colin Powell's book when I was a kid, you know what I'm saying? I used to read a lot of whatever. And she bought Shouts me to him too. Yeah. And, and like, I didn't know a lot about him. I didn't even know that he was a Republican. Like, you know, I just knew that he was like the, most powerful black man, joint chiefs of staff and all this stuff. And I started reading this book a little bit and I learned, you know what I'm saying? You learn a lot about a person. And I, low key kind of how you feel like I kind of wasn't, I was kind of off of him. You know what I'm saying? I was like, oh, he's messing with all these like, you know what I'm saying? People who I don't agree with, whatever. But then you, you ultimately gain a respect for the person because you realize like, this is a position that they decided to take. They know us janky white people like you know what i'm saying at all levels of the government and this is what they had to deal with you feel me yeah. so I, i'd rather know than not know that's basically my story. yeah no nah, listen again i'm not I, eventually i'm going to hit purchase on it 
And maybe that would be somebody's Christmas gifts. I might start giving out Obama books. That might be your Christmas gift, Jason, right there. But in general, I'm going to slowly get to that one right now because I just, you know what I mean? Like I seen somebody, you know, try to ruin it for me already that posted like a little clip of it. And I was like, Ugh, and I read it and I was like, cringe. Yeah. I was like, I, I hope this is fake right here. But, um, you know, we, yeah. like I said, we could talk about books all day. We could talk about the different discussions. That was a great question too, Jason, because, you know, you. I will add to my top five. There's a book series called The Cartel by Jaquavis Coleman. That's a really good series. Okay. Yeah, man, I'm going to probably have to list that in the um in the description of this episode sure. so people can 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 check out your books. Yes. The, the the other author I wanted to mention my grandma really loved was Daniel Steele. Those are the books I would see anyway at the grocery store. They're like sitting right <laughs> there and just like force fed at you like right. you know, and it'll have like the the most crazy graphic on the front it's a hand with a rose and it's like bleeding and shit and it's like supposed to be selling all type of romance but again man uh we're gonna ask you the question that we ask every guest on this show what advice would you give your 18 year old self Mm, 18 year old self let me see You told me just yesterday, too. I didn't even think about it. Uh, That's crazy. I would tell my 18-year-old self uh, to just continue to seek knowledge, um, continue to focus on my craft, you know, not look left or right, put that work in, put the time in, man, and and, and show love. Show love and and seek guidance from elders who've done it. Mm That would be, that's why I would tell my 18-year-old self. And love more, love more for sure. Did you um, have any mentors when you were in the league? Mm, Not necessarily as far as basketball. I mean, I had some OGs, some vets that looked after me. But like mentors, no, I I don't think I had that. Okay. Man, well, that's, that's sound advice, man. Man, I appreciate you taking your time out to record this episode with us. You know, definitely looking towards uh, me and Jason jumping in the book club. I'm, oh, bring, yeah. I'm bringing Jason with me. If I got <laughs> we go, we go treat it like it's bad. But when I join, Jason joined it, too, because he a part of that. So. Reading, man. I'm, I'm all about it. When y'all join, we write, we read the Obama book. So just whenever y'all ready, let me know. I'll yeah. Hey, so when when just look, text me, say, hey, next week we doing I'm going to buy me and Jason the book. I just put it on. I put it out there in the universe. So, Jason, don't start the book. It'll be a next day Amazon delivery or whatever <laughs> local bookstore. However, we need to get it to Jason and myself and, and we'll we'll be in there. It's going to be January. We're OK, gonna, perfect. Let the perfect. hype. Out there. I ain't going to have nothing else to do in New York. It'd be cold and just reading the book. <laughs> all right, man. Appreciate you always, man, for joining.